Hello everybody and welcome to Bullseye. This is Tamsin Wolf and this is my second episode. This is not at all what I expected to be doing or saying in my second episode. I wanted to tell you the first story that is called The Trucker. That is not a happy one or a pleasant one to listen to, but it's about my very first childhood memory of um, abuse by a man, a random man. But yeah, I can save that one till a little bit later because what's actually prompted me to come on and do this completely off the cuff and completely unscripted, which is not easy, but I'm going to do it, is the situation going on today played out everywhere between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I'm not going to talk about what I believe as far as who's guilty and who's not. I have quite strong beliefs, but I feel like this is probably not the time or place to be talking about it in great depth because, yeah, it's just there's so many arguments going on, just so much cruelty, so much absolutely horrific language going on, especially towards Amber, and it's honestly physically making me sick, which is why I'm here now to try to get this off my chest and not to just keep mulling it over and over until I actively lose my voice, which I'm already beginning to. I think I stated in the first episode that that's what happens when I get a bee in my bonnet and need to talk about something. Often my voice will start to disappear almost immediately. Um, it's a definite psychosomatic kind of symptom. I think that's the word you use. I don't know what it is, but it shits me to tears and I'm just going to keep talking through it. Yeah, I just feel absolutely disgusted at the abuse that's been hurled at Amber Heard through the news today, through Facebook and other mediums. It's just the most disgusting, foul, vile name calling I have ever heard. And that's saying something on social media because we all know how vile people can be, but this one is a doozy. It's just at the worst of it, I think, is that it's coming primarily from women, from what I've read and what I've seen, which by that I mean that I think we get a little bit more kind of programmed or used to hearing men saying disgusting things about women online. It happens every day, every minute of the day. But for some reason, when it's women, actually doing this name calling and the vitriol attached to it it just is all the more sickening to me I feel like I don't need to explain why if you understand why you understand and if you don't you don't but you know I just don't understand how women can speak about another woman like this particularly women that have been abused which is the strangest thing what they are primarily abusing her for and what I'm wanting to talk about is that apparently she's not appearing or not behaving in a way that is sufficiently traumatised to come across or be believed as a true victim, a victim of domestic or sexual violence. I'm not sure quite what it is she's supposed to be doing, but she's not doing it right. And I'm just infuriated by this. And I'm trying to keep my voice even. It's very shaky. Um, but in the words of one of my great heroes, Dolly Everett, she once said that, speak up even if your voice shakes. And that is exactly what I'm going to be doing. So thank you, Dolly, for your inspiration. I can only speak from my own experience, obviously, of a lifetime of abuse. 
And I do mean a lifetime. I don't mean every minute of every day of my life there has been abuse, but it has been regular enough to consider it a lifelong experience from many different people in many different situations. Uh, I think I explained in the first episode of why this series is called Bullseye. It was based on a comment from a friend of my mum who laughingly said one day that I must have a target on my head because I attract so many creepy men into my life or into my reality. And that, as disgusting a thing as it was to say to a 12-year-old, I, I don't call this show that because I think it's funny, but because it's just something that's stuck with me all my life, as a lot of comments do when you're that age. And it's basically what I'm talking about is that when you experience terrible abuse from childhood, often it will actually sort of proceed into your adult life as well in some way not always but it can because you don't have for whatever reason the same defense or the same I don't know I don't pretend to know what it is I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a doctor but I know that for me it was true it wasn't that I was born with the target on my head but I had continual episodes of abuse and I mean, the reasons for that, God only knows. If you want to pull it, that thread will be here all day. But what I'm talking about with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing is I just want to say, how dare anybody accuse her of not being sufficiently traumatized to come across as being believable or becoming to be coming across as a true victim? I had a couple of people listen to my first episode that I haven't actually put up yet. I'm going to put these two up together. And she said, and it wasn't trying to be mean, I don't believe, but she said that listening to the first episode of my podcast, it was like I was conveying or talking about a trip to the supermarket rather than sexual and domestic abuse. And what she meant was she was, I think, sincerely quite worried that I could sound or come across as detached as I am from this subject and wasn't, you know, I, I don't cry while I'm talking. I don't tend to break down. My voice shakes a lot, but it does anyway. And I mean, there's a million reasons for that. As I said to her, I said, sometimes you cry so much, you have cried so much throughout your life, you just stop crying and you don't have an outward reaction to things. My father died several years ago and I'm yet to shed a tear to this day. I didn't shed a tear at his funeral. I haven't shed a tear about his death and it's not because I didn't care about him not because I didn't love him I just have no particular emotion towards it I feel no particular there's nothing I can put my finger on to explain how I feel about that and why I feel why there's nothing to shed it's and that's entirely my business and my experience I can't explain why and I don't really feel like I should have to but if you're not crying every time you're telling a story, crying over something traumatic if you don't, you know, if you're not in a heap on the floor because you're not coping with what you're saying, if you go to court and you're able to stand up and speak clearly and intelligently even, as I believe Amber is in a lot of cases, if you do that, nobody believes you. You're not believed because you're not sufficiently playing the part of the victim and that is ridiculous i 
have so many coping mechanisms that I use day in and day out to get through my life in general and a lot of these things that have occurred in my life that I might think about them a thousand times a day, unbidden thoughts that exhaust me and upset me and make me want to turn around and go back to sleep as I often do during the day because I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop replaying things that have happened. But I'm really crying. I'm really screaming. I'm really, you know, drinking wine out of the bottle and shouting things at people in the street. I mean, I have done that, but I don't do that every day. And that's the way I cope. I can tell stories about a lot of terrible things that have happened in my life and tell it, yeah, perhaps it is sounding like it's a, it's a grocery list or I'm going to the shop. But what do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want me to do? To not be able to speak through the sobs, that would be kind of hard to listen to and in many ways it wouldn't get the point across. I don't know why you have to come across as a traumatised, unhealed victim to be believable. There is not a lie, to my knowledge, in any of the stories that I'm going to tell you. They happened. I remember them clearly. I am forever affected by them, as any person who has been through any of this kind of trauma will tell you. But there are women all over social media abusing Amber Heard because she is not believable. She's making a joke of the people that are actual victims. She's making it impossible for true victims to come forward and tell their story. And that is not how a true victim behaves. I've read that over and over today. Not how a true victim behaves. Who the fuck would know? You know how you behave in that situation. You have no idea how somebody else behaves in that situation. In fact, what are you saying in that context? Kind of thing? Do you want every woman that's ever been abused, that's ever been through something like this, to walk around weeping all the time? to not be able to get through their life, to not be able to look after their kids, not be able to hold down a job, not be able to be productive or offer something to the world. I mean, obviously, if we're together enough to do that, then we really haven't been through enough to be believable. Do you not hear how ridiculous that is? I would say I'm a fairly even-tempered person. I can hear some of my friends laughing when I say that because... I get very angry and outspoken about things reasonably often, but I do feel genuinely very angry and just really pissed off about this at the moment, which is why I'm speaking off the cuff and I'm sorry for the ums and ahs and the pauses and the breaks, but this is going to go out fairly raw, I think, because I just wanted to get this part off my chest. I don't know whether there's a need to sum up here or just to stop rambling which is what tends to happen when I go off the cuff. But what I'm asking people to do, I'm asking the listeners to do, I'm asking everyone to do that is either following this case that's all over the media or supporting a friend, supporting a sister, supporting a daughter, supporting anybody, supporting your son. It's not just women. I know that. I realise that. Supporting your father, supporting your brother, supporting anybody who has been through traumatic experience. If you're going to stand by them, if you're going to be a friend to them, be a support, be there for them, 
please don't judge their reactions to things. Don't judge their behaviour. Don't assume because they're smiling and laughing several times throughout the day that they're not hurting, they're not struggling. I laugh all the time. I'm a pretty funny person a lot of the time and I find a lot of things funny and I will genuinely belly laugh at least several times a day every day. That doesn't mean I don't suffer from depression and anxiety. It doesn't mean that I need, I don't need my meds to cope. I do need my meds to cope. I wouldn't be able to do this if I wasn't taking meds. But the meds aren't why I laugh. Even when I'm off the meds, I laugh. I'm not in a hysterical, psychotic kind of way, but just because I, I do, I love to laugh. I find many, many things really, really comical in this world, and I'm pretty sure that is what gets me through. But if you could see inside my head sometimes when I'm not laughing and I'm in a bit of a darker space, believe me, you don't want to go there. You don't want to be there. And I know there's millions of you out there that experience the same thing. But you get up every day, most days, you might get dressed, you might not. You go to the shops, you talk to people, you might go to the cafe, have a coffee. Sometimes, sometimes I don't do that for weeks and weeks. But you just get on with things. Some people do, some people don't. Some victims can't do anything. Some victims cannot get out of bed. They cannot conduct any area of life with any kind of competence because they're ruined. And that's just a horrible, horrible fact. There's been many times in my life when I felt that I was ruined, that I wouldn't come back from things. I wouldn't be able to function anymore. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I can't. But today, when I wasn't reading social media, I laughed, I talked, chatted to people at the shop, bought some food. Nobody watching me do any of these things would assume or spot that I was a victim of domestic or sexual violence. It's not that obvious. And again, I state whether Amber Heard or Johnny Depp, both of them, either of them, are guilty of what they're being accused of is not the point at the moment. That will all come out in the wash. I do believe it will. But it's the disgusting accusations being levelled at Amber Heard because she is not appearing to be a broken victim. They're saying she was able to look at him in the court. What does that even mean? If I was up against somebody, which I have been in court, as the victim, I'd do my level best to look at them while I was talking about them or talking about what has happened. I might not be able to, but I would probably try, knowing my personality type. I would try. I would want to look them in the eye while I was telling the story in an attempt to sort of communicate that you're not getting away with this. You haven't broken me. You haven't ruined me. I'm not dead. I'm not in a mental institution. I'm not, you know, you haven't killed me. You haven't got that power. So, yes, I would be trying to look at my abuser. I think I would in the situation I have been in previously. I actually won't talk about that yet. I'll save that for a full episode because it's quite a story. But I, there is no right way is what I'm saying, no right way, no wrong way to grieve, to be a victim, to stand up to your abuser, to take action, any of it. There is no wrong way to do it. You do whatever you can to get there. And again, how dare anybody tell somebody else how to appear? either in court 
or in life, how you show up in life, whether it's good enough for people, whether you, you know, I've said it all, I probably don't need to ramble on anymore, but I just hope that, you know, that this gets through to somebody somewhere who is about to make a scathing, horrible remark, either about Amber Heard, myself, and anybody else that is attempting to be heard and to tell their story. Just listen to them. It will come out justice-wise, whether they are telling the truth or not. Often it will, sometimes it won't. But there is no way you are ever going to know the truth by watching somebody's facial expressions, watching what they do with their hair, or whatever so-called body language expert comes out of the woodwork and thinks they know what the other person is doing, or whether they're telling the truth, or it's just a lot of the time a load of crap. So I'm here to say I give you permission, whoever you are, to handle abuse, to handle your life of hopefully healing, however the hell you like, whether you laugh, whether you cry, whether you're really angry all the time, whether you eat a lot of lollies, whether you drink a lot of wine, it doesn't matter. Ironically, I was just about to quote John Lennon then in one of his songs, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. But I kind of don't want to do that now because he it's well known now he was a domestic abuser himself. And I have got a whole episode about similar things, people that are thought of, you know, in society as big advocates for peace and harmony and whatever else. And uh, their lifestyles didn't reflect some of the crap they came out with, and John Lennon is one of them. So I'm probably not making many friends today with people who either don't know this stuff or don't want to believe this stuff, but this is what I'm going to be talking about, and I'm telling the truth, and that's that. So thank you for listening to this second episode of Bullseye. It was an unprecedented one, and so I'm sorry for anybody that was hanging on to hear the story of the trucker that will be in my third episode. It's not actually a story of horrific abuse. It's detailing an attempted abduction that happened to me at four years old. And by the very grace of the goddess, I'm here to tell the tale. I did not get taken. And yeah, a lot can be said about that, but I'll talk about it in the next episode. And Thank you to anyone who is listening to this. I haven't had a chance yet, obviously, to look at any stats or numbers. Or So there might be one of you, there might be a hundred of you. Who knows? But you're all great and I wish you well and I'll see you in about, or not see you, but talk to you in about another possibly week or so for the next episode, the third episode of Bullseye. Thanks so much. I'm Tamsin Wolf. Lots of love and see you later. Thank you.